This is the Hallmarkies podcast, and we are so excited to be talking about the pre-fall uh, movie slate. <laughs> Rachel, everyone knows that it's late summer. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, so we are going to be talking about uh, love and design and uh, wedding of dreams, and we're adding in one that is now on Hallmark Movies Now, featuring one of our hall stars, uh, Cindy Busby. We're going to be talking about Autumn Stables as well because just late summer stables (laughs) it felt like it it just fit this time of year so why not talk about it and uh, so this is really fun i'm rachel ambers obviously here hi everybody yay very high expectations for one of these and uh moderate expectations for the other and uh so it's gonna be fun to talk about them and please uh put in the comment section or on twitter let us know what you thought and so i guess we should just dive in and we hope you all enjoyed our fall preview that we did with uh greg mcbride definitely one of my favorites that we've ever done i love it and are enjoying the the beginning of the fall harvest movies so we'll be talking about them in a couple of weeks uh, when we when we cover all of them together let's talk about wedding of dreams so our little summary is it's been a year since debbie's smash hit wonderland now living in a small town she's found true love and left music industry behind to teach kids the value of their own musical talents but when her manager begins to pull her back into the limelight to celebrate the 20th anniversary of her first single, Out of the Blue, Debbie has to decide which will come first, music or love. So Amber, what was your overall thoughts about this one? You know, I did actually like this a little bit better than the first movie, which I kind of thought would happen. Um, there were a couple of things that I didn't really love, but for the most part, it was just harmless. Yeah, I agree. It was, this was pleasant. I enjoyed it. I did like it better than the first one. And I thought it had like cute moments. And I think that the conflict was actually relatively well done. Mm -hmm. That I think that it wasn't like you're evil for having this job and you should I mean, we joked on the Chesapeake Chats a podcast that, that, that they handled that storyline in this much better than they're doing on that show with Trace, you know? So the idea of her being sort of pulled away and having that sort of life, um, but, he, but he's pretty supportive of her. He even goes with her, you know, to a certain point, like he, he wants her to be happy. And so I think that but it's just like you have to talk about these honest things and how you're gonna you know have your marriage and what what you're gonna do and so i feel like that was actually pretty well written and pretty well done Mm -hmm. this conflict yeah and he he was so great because he wasn't i mean he was a little bit like oh i wish you were here but he wasn't even being like a brat saying like oh how dare you like yeah he was just, I kind of wish we had your input for our wedding, but I get it. I, I approved of all of it. Even when he was going off kind of in a huff, he wasn't even really that in a huff. It was more that he was like worried. Yeah. Was, like worried that this would work and that, you know, and that's relatively reasonable. I'm sure that that, <laughs> that, that, that would probably happen. I, I also, I thought that there were a lot of cute little scenes. I really liked when they were making s'mores, the girl and Pascal and 
Debbie. That was a fun little sequence I felt. And yeah, that was, I think that was probably the best part of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, because Pascal really shine, Sean, shown? What's the past tense of that? Was she really shines? I'll make her present tense. Um, when she's doing these like thoughtful giving sage advice, you know, speech things. Uh-huh. She's an excellent best friend or sister or confidant. And that, I mean, it's, you know, she gave the great in talk to Robert Gant, and then she also did the great talk with Pascal. I mean, <laughs> sorry, with Debbie Gibson. So it was really the best part, I think, of the show. And the, their t-shirts were awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the part that I, and I thought everybody had decent chemistry from the whole cast. Mm-hmm. I thought they all seemed like they were having a good time. They all had chemistry. Uh, the only part uh, that I didn't like and that was a was a, not working at all for me was the whole like, oh, I've seen you with the wedding planner toasting and I'm going to have a tantrum. <laughs> like that I wasn't a fan of. I thought that Well, was... this is the thing that I want to talk about, the wedding planner. Uh-huh. Was she trying to be jennifer lopez the wedding planner and like make some moves or was she just like an idiot because i kind of feel like she was making moves i kind of did too and but i don't think that he was at all no 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 but here's the thing though she was only mad for like 10 seconds because he didn't like she didn't refuse to speak to him she like they she was mad at him for like 10 seconds while there was the misunderstanding yeah. And then they got over it. I guess that's And fair. I'm fine with that. I don't I thought it was kind of a groaner. I'm like, oh, come on. But you're right. Was, they did clear it I up pretty quickly. I was yeah. waiting for it and I was <laughs> ready and I loved it. Um, but I was, I was, I'm, I don't know if they were, I don't know what the intention was behind the wedding planner if she was making a move, but I think she was making a move and I yeah. loved it. I would love to have more move makers. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I don't know. I, I'm not, I guess I, I I don't know if I could say the same, but uh, that was the only time. I haven't seen them really for a long, like we just don't really ever see them. I mean, there was the one in the Jen Lilly movie that we just had. Which Um, I also didn't like. Yes, I do. And then also, you know, you have the like old boyfriend and the hero is the move maker, but you don't really often get, and even the, uh, yes, I do. She was an old girlfriend. Right. This is a kind of a unique situation where they are an established couple. They just, they don't have a romantic history with the wedding planner lady. And she's like making some moves as the sort of antagonist, but yeah it's just a different thing we don't often see that's true that's a good point they i think that they knew each other in high school but i don't think that they ever dated or anything her and robert no i think she loved him in high school okay yeah yeah but they didn't say that specifically i just felt that Uh uh-huh i would love to talk to the wedding planner actress and ask (laughs) that question fair enough so yeah i i really i you know and you get to hear debbie gibson singing which is fun and i thought the ending with her them all around the piano was uh, nice and the little wedding and all that i could have the most beautiful wedding dress they've had on hallmark channel yeah it was really good she looked really pretty she looked incredible i mean there may have been other dresses that were 
better in the abstract, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think full package, hair, makeup, actress, dress. Yeah. That was the most beautiful. Yeah. And I think it was on Home and Family. She, I think she said that that neither her or uh, Robert Gant had had a traditional wedding like that, I guess. Uh, and so, the, so they were kind of laughing that, I mean, I don't know if she's single or not, but anyway, she had made some, she said on Home and Family that she was like, this is the first time either of us are saying these words. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this uh, quite a bit. It, I think they could have done a little bit more with the students. You know, that was something. Yeah, they, they, the they could time. have done more with the students and also more with Lane Edwards. Yeah, like and it would have been fun if like one of the students for some convoluted reason had come out with her to the performance in LA or wherever that was. And like they had ended up also singing or, you know what I mean? Like that might've well, been a if it was an song. American Idol kind of show, it would have been really fun if one of the students was on the show. Yeah, uh, also, yeah, that would have been cute. But what are you going to do? I agree. So how many crowns do you give this one? So I ultimately gave this 3.3 crowns. Mm-hmm. So I gave it 3.5 crowns. Okay. So pretty close. And I have it at number 24 out of my rankings. And that's out of uh, uh, 50. So right in the middle. So there you go. All right. So then we have Love and Design. And this is... In need of a shakeup on her home makeover TV show, star Hannah is sent to her small New England hometown to re- renovate the historical Lewisburg Manor. When an old flame Jeff is assigned to make sure Hannah's design pre- preserves the historical manor, the two must find harmony between the old and the new. So for me on this movie, I did go in with pretty high expectations. Of course, you know, Danica McKellar, Andrew Walker, we have interviews of both of them that you definitely want to check out. I was really hopeful that it would be great and I didn't hate it, but I didn't end up really loving it uh, either. I, I felt like they were great. I was kind of very similar to how I felt about season for love. I felt that they were great and they had pretty good chemistry, but I felt like the show, the movie didn't monopolize off of the, the humor and the potential for romantic tension off of this idea of them renovating this house. I like, I would have loved if he had had, like, I want to design it this way and you want to design it this way. And then they're kind of fight about it. And then they're, you know, that like, they spent a lot of time like playing trivia and going to the movie and going to the restaurant and driving. And, and, and I just felt like, I felt like the potential wasn't there. Also, I don't understand why her show, not the, I understand why the movie is called Love and Design. I don't understand why her show is called Love and Design. Because if I were to turn into a show called Love and Design, I would think it would either be about a couple that is in love, like, I don't know, you know, have the, like um, the one with the gains. I can't think of it all of a sudden. Fixed uh, yeah, Fixed Rapper. I would think it would be about a couple like that. Or I would think it would be them about them, her renovating people's houses who are in love like newlyweds or something like that because mm-hmm. a love and design doesn't really make sense to me and that's a nitpick but um but i don't know i just didn't feel it was kind of boring for me i didn't feel like they monopolized off of the comic potential of having these two different design aesthetics these two different 
uh, things, the whole renovation thing, just like the whole barbecue thing for me, I thought was kind of a miss. And, uh, but they were great. So I didn't hate it, but I didn't really like it either. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I felt like she was the worst designer in the history of the freaking <laughs> universe. Yeah. Not to be harsh, but what I don't understand any person who would go into a beautiful mansion, historical place like that, and decide that ripping out the stained glass window would be a good idea. Yeah. That was insane to me. And then even, I know, it, oh, it's so remarkable, painting a mural to bring the outside in was really weird to me and it was supposed to be some modern thing but I couldn't think of anything more old-timey I mean the people in the 1860s were painting murals on our that's a good point because they couldn't afford wallpaper it was very it was very bizarre and she just kept making all these weird choices and she kept talking about how those horrible sconces well I agree get rid of those were going to clash with this amazing chandelier that she was going to do and then we see the chandelier and it's just some basically exposed edison bulbs i was i was not about it i was totally anti all of her choices that she was making (laughs) design wise i mean but that's a nitpick neither here nor there people have different styles um i just probably wouldn't watch her show (laughs) <laughs> don't you think it would have been funny if her styles had come in contrast with his styles more like that could have been well humorous? I mean, even when they had their styles come into contrast they didn't work through them like their decision to just play cornhole to solve it while funny is not actually a good way to solve problems right. especially like i'd be nervous if i was the lady who had that house oh no uh but yeah, I mean, but that the- being said, I really enjoyed their friend played by best friend of the podcast, Adam Hertig. That's right. He was fun. He, he was, was fun. great. I really yeah. enjoyed him. I liked his cute little family. His, yeah. the kids who played his kids were really cute and it was really funny when she was like, you're famous because you were on TV. Um, what did you think of all the pergola talk and all the donut talk? This movie. The don- what was with the donuts? I don't know. There were so many donuts. I was live tweeting this and he brings her the food when they make their pergola on her family's porch or whatever, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, was, I said, um, he totally messed up. He didn't bring donuts. He better have put donuts in there and there weren't. And then at the end when he shows up, I said, if he doesn't bring donuts... And then he ha- did, and I said, okay, so they're going to live happily ever after. But they were, it was so many donuts. It was so funny. Was like, whoa. It reminded me of the first Daru and Daru, where it's like, I guess it might, it might be a Hallmark thing where, like, donuts bring good luck. Like, who knew? I mean, I understand by, and it was, I, I felt like she only bought a couple of donuts for the entire crew yeah. of their thing. It you was funny that? for me yeah. also watching Camera Guy, like, in the show yeah 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 camera guy in uh, filming and just wondering if the actual real camera guy was thinking oh this is terrible oh (laughs) you're the worst if you're the camera if you're the camera guy on love and design and you want to come on the podcast like tyler did 
<laughs> I just want to talk to, about because the, there was this shot where the camera guy in the movie, the actor camera guy, we'll call him that, was walking into the mansion, and I just felt like that shot was going to be so bouncy because he wasn't really holding yeah. the camera all that yeah. steady, and I wonder if the actual cameraman was freaking out in his heart because that would have been a terrible shot. I don't know. Really funny. <laughs> so Amber, are you pro pergola or the anti pergola? Um, I don't think I care pergola per se. I would always pre- prefer a gazebo to a pergola. Yeah, me too. Because it has a proper roof. Yeah. Um, we have a pergola at my grandma's house and it's covered with wisteria it's really pretty but i i just feel like i mean pergola is only good for shade you can't go there when it's raining and how are you supposed to run to a pergola and kiss to be out of the rain you can't it's a gazebo gazebo every day um it was really funny that they made it the most hallmark pergola of all time with the wispy fabric and the twinkle lights yeah i thought that was so funny yeah yeah and yeah that was that was really funny i i i'm i think i am anti-pergola like it just seems not very functional to me Uh, like i would rather have a gazebo as well yeah but i mean to be perfectly fair i'm an indoorsy person so obviously i'm gonna pick the thing that's closer to a house yeah which is which is (laughs) yeah and they did Um, they did build that pergola very quickly but i don't think that pergolas are all that hard they don't look that hard to me no i mean mean, you basically just have to have um yeah the four posts and then the stabilizing posts and slats across the front the top yeah the other thing that i was a, a little bit like i felt like he he they're like they're gonna have him like or there's some kind of debate is he gonna go on the road or join her on the season or whatever and like he has a whole other job (laughs) and it wasn't really what he wanted to be so he quit i mean i understood that happening it was just weird i just don't understand why as a network they think that is a fun idea because the footage of them just quietly whisper fighting doesn't seem like very good footage. Yeah. Like I mean, they... I, I watch a lot of reality TV, frankly, uh-huh. and, uh, and even design shows. And from his, I know with suspending belief or whatever, it just didn't seem like a good structure for a show. Yeah, I agree. I think that, uh, that there wasn't maybe if there had been more sort of friction again i that's why i say i didn't think they used the renovation angle to its full possibilities for the humor and the uh I, yeah but uh but they were they were good i did yeah, they had them. a cute chemistry yeah they had a good chemistry and and uh, oh and andrew walker with some of his looks yeah. my goodness every time he looked at her when she was walking away or not looking at him i i melted a little bit because he was it's ridiculous and i think he's just getting better at it yeah i mean i'm kind of a little frustrated because this is the last that we'll have from him this year on hallmark 
and those dirty rotten lifetime people and i haven't really liked any of them i mean this is the one i liked the most which isn't great you know uh he was actually super great in the wedding march four though that wasn't him yeah that's fair that's fair the 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 merritt patterson and andrew walker part of wedding march four i really enjoyed legitimately Yeah, you liked it more than I did, but uh, he was he was good. He was good in that. I I don't know. I just feel like it's a, it's a little bit of a shame because he's he's so he's so charming, charismatic. Like, oh well. Uh, but hopefully his lifetime movie will be as good as snowed in. I just really so want him to be a bad guy again. He was so great as the bad guy in One Calls the Heart, yeah. and I just want to see him flex those muscles again. Yeah. They'll never yeah. let him because he's too handsome as the lead, yeah. but whatever. It was so fun. <laughs> it was fun. That's true. You're only to see what Lifetime does, him and Rachel Boston. Hopefully that'll be fun. But anyway, so how many crowns you give Love and Design? So ultimately, I ended up giving it 3.2 crowns. Okay. So I am going to give it three crowns. I give it the same as I gave Season for Love. I basically like them both the same. So, yeah. three crowns. And I think those are pretty decent scores. I mean, they're not terrible. Everyone knows. Like, a three means, in my opinion, I'd be willing to watch it again. Anything below a three, you're going to really have to strive to get yeah. me to watch it again. I guess it feels a disappointment because I I had high expectations and I really wanted to love it and I didn't love it. So, maybe that's... But, yeah, no, it's it's solid. It's certainly not a home by spring or something like that (laughs) um so yeah i have it at 31 in my ranking cool Cool. right in the middle all right so let's talk about autumn stables now this is not a well i guess it's a hallmark movies now film but it was originally aired on i think super channel up there in canada because they get lots of fun movies up there and i actually knew about (laughs) it because i had seen cindy busby tweet about it and i was like "Ooh, that looks fun and then i couldn't find it anywhere i'm like oh canada and then they they uh i watched it actually in like i don't know i watched it a couple of weeks ago and uh, and then we saw that it was on hallmark movies now and so we decided why not include uh, include this in that so here's a little summary it says after the death of her husband autumn carlisle sells her ranch to handsome carpenter jake stevens who promises to leave it untouched except for some changes except for some changes his true intention however are completely to completely change the property making huge renovations so this is the initial setup of our movie and what were your overall thoughts about this one well i'm going to be perfectly honest i tried watching it before we decided to watch it for the podcast uh-huh. um and i watched it for the first minute and i thought this is terrible i'm not doing it and i stopped oh okay yeah so then we decided to watch it for the podcast and i was prepared to just want to (laughs) die and then i kept watching it and you know five minutes in i thought okay interesting i guess her husband's dead or something the guy she owned this place with is dead and then I started to really like it. I was so surprised. No yeah. one, yeah. no one was more surprised. <laughs> Yay. Great. But I was, 
I had such a bad attitude. I'm not going to lie. When you told me that we were going to do this, I don't know if you felt it, but I was really dragging my feet. I had no idea. I kept trying to say, well, maybe we should do something else or whatever, whatever, whatever. No, but it ended up being just great. See, this is why you should listen to me all the time. Because you sometimes guess and it works out for you. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed this as well. I think that uh, Cindy Busby was, was really good. I mean, I really liked her in Royal Hearts. So that's my favorite from this year, but I, I thought that she pulled it off uh, this feeling for her, uh, for her, you know, grief, dealing with the grief. And, you know, we just saw her in Mary, Mr. Darcy, where she has the tantrum and stuff. And we didn't really like that. And so it was nice. I felt like she was a better, much better character here than in that. And uh, I, I think that for the most part, the conflict made sense. Uh, it would have been really easy just to have painted him as like a total horrible person, but like he wasn't planning like it's kind of shady for him to to not be honest with her, her about that but he wasn't like planning on because there's like two things going on here there's like a business interaction with him buying the house and then there's a relationship interaction yeah and, and to be fair he didn't say i'm actually leaving everything exactly the way it is yeah but he, he got he, he said i really love this place i like i like it it's very nice but he he never said perfect i'll buy this i will change yeah. nothing i mean that's fair i guess but he definitely he gave her that impression that like and she even gave him a better deal and so i think if i just relationship wise i think it made sense that she was angry and frustrated and about mm -hmm. it absolutely uh, absolutely oh absolutely <laughs> i was a little confused about whatever their purchase agreement was where he bought it and he I don't know, like, did he have the deed already transferred to him and she was able to stay for 30 days? I don't know what the rules are. That seemed like a really weird deal because... I, I think it's, I mean, 30 days is pretty long, but it's not unheard of for well, I know, but a sale of house. He, you know, if he purchased it already and got it transferred, he owns it. Was he, And I guess he was just being nice while she was leasing it back for 30 days or something maybe i don't know I don't how know. That, i don't know how that all works yeah i mean <laughs> from a real estate perspective i was a little bit confused about how the deal was working <laughs> <laughs> plus it could be all different up there in canada we don't know <laughs> i don't know how the canadian real estate repsy is written yeah. but it was, very, it was i mean a little part of me was confused i even went and talked to our chief investigator at my job because oh, for those of you who don't know, I work in real estate. And I was like, but does this even make sense? And she was like, I mean, I guess, but he would have every right to just go ahead and move forward with his plans. Yeah. And I, I, th I think so, right? So whatever. Yeah. So like business-wise, he would. Relationship-wise, he, that's, you know, like, I, so I, that's how I kind of, I kind of separated the two. Like, if he wants a relationship with this person, then he can't go ahead. If he wants. Yeah, he was just being nice. Yeah. But a part of me, the cold-hearted capitalist, <laughs> was just saying he, yeah. um, he should just be able to go ahead and survey the land. He doesn't need her permission to go beyond that land. Yeah. Whatever. But if he wants to 
if he wants if he's gonna try to pursue something <laughs> that's what i say that's yeah. a little different right <laughs> um yeah and kevin mcgarry because the law of the heart not the exact same as deed and trust <laughs> <laughs> yeah so kevin mcgarry i'm so excited for him on when calls the heart oh he, my goodness uh, and and Heartland fans will be a big fan of this movie because they were both in Heartland together. Yeah. I Can we agree that Kevin McGarry is one of the most handsome men in the world? Yeah, I am in love with him. He is so handsome and so like sweet and confident and great. Uh, uh, yeah. It's a little, I mean, I think you and I disagree sometimes yeah. on what is handsome and what is not handsome like most people have their to own be, brand like you said i w- i can't imagine there's anyone who would be like nah yeah. about kevin mcgarry yeah when i found out he was on heartland i'm like oh, maybe I need to watch heartland. legitimately yes um and then also i really i'm so excited for him to be on this made me really excited for when calls the heart we talked about this a little bit after i was watching it with you <laughs> because not with you because He's going to be such an interesting Mountie. And I hope they don't just make him like a straight Jack replacement. Me too. Because that would be too bad. I would love for him to be like the handsome guy who you think is like Jack, but is actually kind of like naughty or something. Yeah. I would love that too. And I would love, I, I can't, I guess could be complete hogwash, but I remember hearing somewhere that Chris McNally, who I love, uh, that he is going to be a bad boy blacksmith. And how fun would that, if, like I said, it could be completely false, but if that's true, that would be so fun for like Elizabeth to start like, in her grief, she like turns to the. <laughs> I, would be, I would watch. I do. I guess one of the things that we've talked about, and I, I talked about this. I was reading the Anne of Green Gables the other day. Uh huh. And it was when she was writing Avril's Atonement in the Anne of the Island book, and she was showing it around to Mr. Harrison, and he was taught complain. Everybody who read the book was like, Maurice Lennox, the bad guy, is way better than the guy she ends up with. And it's because he has depth and he does things and the guy she's in love with is just perfect and nice. Uh-huh. And oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you said that. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. And yeah. this is what he said about why Maurice Lennox was good. And he says, he was twice the man the other is. He did bad things, but he did them. The good guy hadn't time for anything but mooning. And then she complains that he was the villain and the other guy is better. And he said, the good guy is too good. He's aggravating. Next time you write a hero, put a little spice of human nature in him. Yeah. And I think that is a problem with a lot of these TV series, at least. Yes. They're so worried about us alienating the audience for a period of time at all that they're afraid to give their heroes any actual flaws. And what they are missing is a little bit of the human nature because people have flaws yeah. and that's what makes us interesting. So yeah, even I would if really they're not like, yeah, I, I, amen, hundred percent agree. Yes, yes, yes. And even if they're not exactly flaws, they could even be like, like challenges, conflict that like disagreements, like it's not necessarily that the person has 
a flaw. It's that, that they see the world through a different perspective than another person. And that those perspectives come into conflict and that makes it interesting and that makes them have to grow and learn from each other. And mm-hmm. uh, when, when everybody is just, when the women are always right and the men are just kind of manservants, uh, then that's not interesting to me. It, it might be romantic. It might be fun. Uh, it might have cute moments, but it doesn't make for compelling, uh, interesting things. Like, for example, with Trace on Chesapeake Shores, in the first season, he is struggling with his with having had this accident and like this this thing that he did and he's feeling bad about it and he's having struggling to get through to that like that to me is least more interesting than uh there's paparazzi taking pictures of me and i can't do anything about it or like any or i'm like planning these elaborate you know scenes in museums to make Abby happy. That's not interesting to me. What was interesting is him like having some kind of struggle of like something that he has to learn from and deal with. And so I don't know. I just, I completely agree with you. And I think that both the characters in this movie had like some demons and some things that were hard and that they, and they both made mistakes. Like he made yeah. mistake. I think that's where this movie really works for me is I mean, he was doing something maybe, he wasn't doing anything sketchy by any sense, but it obviously would be something she doesn't like. And he was trying to wrestle balancing what he wanted to do with what he also wanted to do. And she was wrestling with, you know, her grief and even feeling guilty about, you know, falling for some guy when her, she still had, you know, her feelings and pain over her dead husband. Yeah. Very interesting. And that is something that they're going to be able to do on When Calls the Heart because Elizabeth's going to be devastated and dealing with that. And eventually she is going to fall in love again. It's going to happen on this show. And it'll be very interesting to see how they have her deal with that. I am so hopeful that I know like everyone's sad about Jack's death, but I'm hopeful that it really gives some sort of gravitas and somewhere for the characters to build from and give them, you know, interesting developments. I want dynamic characters. I don't just want static characters who are just happy the whole time. Yeah. How do you think that Science Seal Delivered so successfully pulls off, pulls it off where most of those characters are pretty they're not the they're not super flawed characters like they're super good people and they like how how do you think that they managed to make that still so compelling is it because they're sort of researching into other people's darkness and so that kind of works or i don't know what do you think i'm curious well all of their characters are actually quite flawed i mean so you know oliver you know he does have his faith that he cl- and but he also has his he's very rigid and he's closed off and he's very structured and when we first meet him he he thinks he's so right and so correct and so proper and so afraid of you know failing that he's afraid to try he's so stuck in his ways because he doesn't want to be hurt again and that is admittedly a very horribly sad flaw and it's because of you know, his past, which we slowly over time learn more about. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we meet 
all of those characters. They're fully formed with their own neuroses and their problems and their histories that we don't know, but we, you know, they're human beings and they're so well drawn that we don't miss the backstory because it's all there just under the surface. And as we've gone through being with them over time, we find out more things. I mean, we had no idea in the first, in the pilot that, um, what's Jeff's name? Norman Dorman was, you know, mm-hmm. had this really sad little life for so long. Yeah. We didn't know that, but we knew he was a little, he was a little odd and a little fiddly and a little shy and a little, but we didn't know how truly wounded he is, but that's stuff that we've been able to learn over time. Yeah. That's interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah. So yeah, this one, they just, they had pretty good chemistry. I felt like the conflict was reasonable and it felt believable. Mm-hmm. I thought that Cindy did a good job um, depicting grief. Uh, oh yeah. She did a great job. Yeah. And, uh, and it was really beautiful too. The horses looked beautiful. The, that land it was really pretty. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. I, I really ended up liking this movie a ton. I didn't mm-hmm. expect it at all. I was, it was honestly shocking to me. Mm-hmm. So how many crowns do you give it? Um, so I ended up giving it 4.2 crowns, although it doesn't, I don't know if it gets the crowns because it's not a Hallmark show, but whatever, <laughs> 4.2 out of five. Yeah. So I, I, I had 3.75, but after talking about it, I, I, I'm going to go for the full four, okay. four crowns for it. And I have it at a number uh, number 16. I have it just below Once Upon a Prince and just above the uh, uh, the uh, Disappearing Game or a Tea Garden. So. Yeah, I thought it was really nice and the characters were very, I thought, I thought well drawn. Yeah, I mean, I didn't so, need to know everything about his life, Jake's, you know, secret mm-hmm. past life or whatever. And I didn't need to yeah. hear about any tragic backstory from him or anything like that because we didn't get it. We don't need it. Yeah. yeah. But even yeah, I that, I felt like he was a drawn character. I felt like his motivations were understandable. I, I, I loved everything about it. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Uh, just out of curiosity, since you were here when we talked Garage Sale Mysteries, what did you think of the month? Oh, what did I think of the month? Um, I thought they were mostly okay. I, I really honestly don't love the fact that her daughter hasn't had like a consistent relationship yeah for the longest time i really loved the guy who was interested in his her daughter back in the first movie that we got to Uh see in like the eighth movie or whatever it was and i would be love for him to come back or any of them to come back i know we've got this guy who's made it two movies now but i'm not that interested in him for the madison smith (laughs) podcast next monday um i really wants one of i like want some of these guys from boyfriend's past yeah to end up meeting together because yeah. we don't ever hear anything about like why they broke up or if they broke up or what's going on i'd love for that stuff to come together and for her to have an actual arc that lasts more than one episode that's fair i see i had only seen those four and so i didn't realize and the the first two are the same you know person and so i didn't realize that that was a thing until uh until after and so i didn't have that you know like problem because i didn't know that was a thing and i really enjoyed them i thought they I just love that family. I love the Shannon family. I thought they were so fun. I love Steve Bassick and yeah. her and 
all that Logan and Hannah and that family dynamic. I really enjoyed it a lot. And I, the Pandora's box, especially that actually made my top 10. I thought that one was really well done and really fun. And I really like um, Danny as well. I think she's a really fun character. Yeah. Uh, so. I, I do want to say though, I think one of my favorite things about this show yeah. It's like, sure, she's a nosy, busy, busy body. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. She puts her nose where it doesn't belong. But she involves the police yeah. the whole step of the way. And she's right. never like, oh, I want to solve this before the police do. That's true. It's not like Haley Dean going off to some house in the middle of the forest. Like, <laughs> well, or like, the thing that drives me crazy about somebody. Aurora Tea Garden more than the uh-huh. other ones is, is she's always trying to beat the detective not like oh the detectives aren't pursuing this avenue she just wants to solve it before they do yeah and it's and i like he's supposedly her friend it's just so disrespectful yeah yeah i i I guess i take it with a grain of salt because she's in like the murderers club and whatever i i I, i've liked two out of three of the or gardens that i've seen but it's it's true it's fair you definitely have to suspend disbelief uh for these murder mystery shows but uh but for me for my favorite is the garage sale mysteries i really enjoyed them all four i thought that they were i don't know i just thought they were really funny and I felt like they didn't try to be all dramatic like Haley Dean did. Uh, yeah, no, Garage Sale Mysteries are really great. And I think Lori Laughlin does a great job. Um, I think Steve Bassick is really great. Honestly, I think everyone in the cast is, is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like I said, I appreciate that she clues in the cops to what's yeah. happening. Yeah, and I I do agree with you now that I knew that that was a thing about the boyfriends. I I because I was disappointed when that cop didn't come back because I thought that was super cute in Pandora's box. I was like, oh look this cute little romance on the side, but I was like, where did he go? <laughs> You'll probably never see him again. I know that's disappointing. Anyway, so yeah, I have those. I have Pandora's box at eight. I have Murder in D Minor, which was fun. I thought at 11 mm-hmm. and i have let's see i have the mass murder at 22 and i have the picture a murder at 30 okay so yeah let us know in the comment section or on twitter what you thought if you've seen autumn stables i believe you can watch it on amazon prime i might be wrong but it, but you, and you can watch it on the hallmark movies now and so check it out let us know what you thought and uh also uh what you thought of love and design and what you thought of wedding of dreams so there we go and we got the announcement of the christmas movie so we are hard at work to be ready to go (laughs) for for you guys and uh, so we hope you enjoyed our interview with tyler hines on monday uh, he was a lot of fun to talk to for chesapeake shores is this week and so this sunday so we will be talking all about it chesapeake chats and uh we will be talking we'll be able to watch this weekend falling for you so a lot of fun stuff going on let us know what you think and amber where can people find you as always i'm at amber brainwaves on twitter and that's it Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. And make sure that you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod on Instagram, Twitter, all the social media. And uh, make sure you check out our website, <laughs> homeworkiespodcast.com. 
and you can put in your reviews to any of these. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. And if you can put in your reviews to the podcast on iTunes, it really helps us out. We really appreciate it. And uh, so thanks so much. And uh, we will talk to you all. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye everybody.